I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 59, Speak What You Want, with Charla Anderson. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mamas and Money. I am so thrilled that you are here today, and I am so excited to have my sweet friend here on today. Her name's Charla, and we'll get into introducing her and the amazing woman she is. I had the opportunity to meet Charla actually this summer. We were at a retreat together for Win Win Women, and it was a beautiful experience. It was so fun that I actually got to pick you up from the airport, and we got to go to the retreat together, so it was so fun. So welcome, Charla. It's so good to have you. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's so oh. fun to see you. We had such a great time this, oh, at that retreat. It was like uh, magical, right? It oh, was just so, so special. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, tell our audience a little bit more about you and what you do. You know, where do you start? I'm entering my seventh decade <laughs> yeah. here. So I've done a couple it. of things in my life. I was a retired flight attendant for 34 years. I retired with Delta Airlines. I was an award-winning flight attendant. I carried the Olympic torch for the Salt Lake City Olympics. I have uh, retired 15 years ago now. And I have a saying, when intriguing opportunities present themselves and you say yes, things show up. Mm -hmm. And I've said yes to some very intriguing opportunities. I ended up having... To a couple of radio shows. Um, who knew? I And now I have the TV show and I find it mm -hmm. ironic. I don't even watch television. Haven't. I gave it up in seventh grade. So, I mean, I don't, I, it's just interesting to uh, have, you know, attracted that into my life. Yeah. I've written a book. I've written um, this little book, Candy Bar mm -hmm. Hugs. It doesn't take much to make a difference. Went bestseller last month, oh. even though I had self-published it five years ago, we relaunched it. These two books will be forthcoming uh, uh, this year. And I've got, I'm raising my 21 month old grand toddler is the light of my life. And she's here with me, you know, 24 seven almost. So uh, lots going on, lots going on. I'm, I'm excited. I love when, when women, I love Paula Fellingham and the whole team and the vision that she has yeah. to truly make a difference globally. And we get to be a part of that. Yes, it's so amazing. And I just, you're such a beautiful spirit, huh? And I'm just so glad that we connected. And yeah, your book is amazing, Candy Bar Hugs. I have a copy that you gave me, which is awesome. And so I'm curious though, just so our listeners know a little bit more, what do you do currently to help them in their lives? I'm working towards um, getting on more stages. I would like to speak a bit more. Um, I believe I'm called to do that, even though I haven't done a lot of it. Overall, I am, of course, writing uh, books and blogs. I have my TV show on Win Win Women, which is the Charla Anderson Show, collector and connector of fascinating people. And everyone is fascinating. That's the name of my show. And then I always say, especially you. So that's a long, it seems like all my things have long names. Maybe it's <laughs> my, maybe it's my thing. <laughs> I like to talk. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, 
doing a little coaching. I will probably expand on that somewhat. I'm enjoying looking, uh, going to the retreats and perhaps even hosting events. So that's going to be a fun thing as well. Yeah. And just giving women that support, those resources is so powerful. Today in our society, there's just so much happening and so much going on. That voice of light and hope is really, really powerful. And I know we were talking earlier about what we speak into existence. And especially when it comes to money, sometimes we don't always realize what we're speaking and bringing into our lives. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that because so much of your work is what you think and how that translates into what you create. Mindset is everything. So my second book, Split Second Transformation, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, 31 Daily Practices. So it's little reminders every day for you to remind yourself what's important, what you speak every word matters. And I mean, every word we, we, we just are so flippant about our speech. Sometimes we don't even think uh, I mentioned earlier, this job is killing me. Why, why would you want to say that? What if you shifted some of these words? I'll, the example I use most is I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Are you going to get less tired by speaking that? Yeah. So uh, a, a, a little exercise to try is I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm energized. I'm pumped. And it may or may not physiologically change you, but I, it sometimes does right then and there split second. And at the very, at the best, it's training your brain. It's training your language. So it may, you know, some people go, oh yeah, I'm just lying to myself. If I say I'm refreshed and I'm not I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. Believe that. <laughs> but if you shifted and tried it a few times just to see why not try it? And, and shift those words that are not speaking what you want. Speak what you want, not what you don't want. Speak life, not death. Speak hope. Speak health, not dis-ease. Speak the things that you want. And so on that line, this isn't necessarily about money, but this is about health. So, so many people claim they get diagnosed with something, then they go, I have... I have this disease. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, I've been diagnosed with something, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm not claiming it. So that's a different mm-hmm. mindset that most of us have. Oh, I have this or I have this. I'll continue saying almost every one of my shows, I'm on like, what you say after the words I am is who you are. You're mm-hmm. saying the breath of life coming right into you. You're speaking God's name is I am. So when we say I am, we're speaking God's name in us. And so when we say I am, be very aware of what you say next, because that is who you are. That is who, and if you say it enough, that is who you become. So does any of that make sense to you? Yeah. What is our experience on this earth? Our experience is what we think, what we feel, and then what we say and the actions we take in our lives. That's an integral part of what our life experience is. But I'm curious, Charla, we might have some that out there that say, well, words really, does it really make a difference? What would happen if I said work is killing me or that I have this disease? Does it really translate into our results or is it just I need to say that so people understand me and it really doesn't make that big of a difference. There has been incredible research and scientific proof 
that what you think and what you say makes a difference. And some of the top researchers are the most prevalent ones that we know about, right? Dr. Joe Dispenza and the placebo effect, the book he has and Becoming Supernatural is another one. It's 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 all about that. They've literally done tests with so many research tests. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, you know, there's so many people that are literally spent their lives measuring these things. And so you don't have to believe me. I just have an easy way to say it, speak what you want, not what you don't want. You know, I say it without having to explain to me all the research because it just makes sense to me to or to be at least aware that when yeah. you say even manifesting, so we want to manifest things. And I believe the law of attraction is real, yeah. but most often we want, you say, oh, I really want that car. I really want a car like that, but I could never afford it what you've just done there <laughs> is you put it out there and then you negate it. You, you detract and the law of attraction can only attract what your subconscious is saying. And mm-hmm. so, so often I think we just kind of negate everything we want. We're speaking. And another way of another thing to look at when you speak what you want, we want to be aware that we speak what we want in a way, not that we're unhappy that we don't have it. We actually speak what we want as if it's already on its way. Mm -hmm. And the number one key is gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that this is already on its way. I don't have to know how I just have to put it out there and be grateful and release it. It sounds simple. But it's a muscle. You got to work it. You got to understand and watch and listen to other people. And I, when I'm, you know, kind of correcting people like, you want to cancel that? It's to train myself, right? I'm listening for myself so I can be better at it because I get called out. People, you know, like, hey, you just said, I'm like, hmm. (laughs) Well, and you, you bring up some fascinating points that I think are so important to remember of gaining that awareness that awareness, then we can start to say, oh, is that really what I want to be? Is that what I want to project? Is that what I want to really say? You know, because just like you said earlier in the beginning, I think we just say things, whether in conversation or to find connection with others, but we don't realize that, is that really what I want in my life? Not only getting that awareness of what am I saying? What am I speaking? But then I love what you said about gratitude it's already on its way. And I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful for that. What we teach here in my program is that whatever circumstance you have in life, then you have a thought about it. Well, that thought then creates a feeling. And then that feeling creates actions, which then produces your result. I totally relate to what you're saying, because if we're thinking and speaking the things we don't want, then it makes us feel a certain way. And from that feeling, we'll take the actions. And if it, we're feeling those feelings that of maybe despair or overwhelm or sadness, what do our actions look like? We're not coming from a place of creation or a place of hope or a place of, hey, how can I make this better or make this happen in my lives? And so because of that, when we get to the end for our results, then we're not producing the results that we want in our lives. And I think that is so powerful what you've been saying and mentioning. If you want to go back, even I don't talk religion, but I talk relationship. And so I observed, 
I don't think Jesus was wimpy. I don't think he was begging God, please, 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 please help me heal this person. I believe, and I, what I've read, he said, thank you, get up and walk. He was always grateful for the power, the authority. He said, we can do what he did and even more. That's a lot of stuff he did. Right? Yeah. And even more. Hmm. And what does that mean? That means we have the authority that he's given us to speak what we want, not what we don't want, to actually manifest things. But the the secret, and if you watch the movie, The Secret, which (laughs) opened a lot of us up to, oh, hmm, law of attraction, right? If you watch that, then you may have taken away from that, that, okay, I want this car, I'm going to sit on my couch and wait for it to show up. Well, it doesn't work that way. And I don't know that they really explained it as, as clearly as they could. And so many of us have come after that and going, yeah, you, you, you speak what you want, you see it, you believe it, you feel what it's like to be driving that car. And I use car as a, a, it's such a superficial example, but it's easy to visualize. People want a new car and you see it and feel it. And then you release it and let it go and and live in the feeling as if it's already happening. So when you're driving your car, you, you current my 15-year-old car, you know, I can wow, won't it wonder what it would be like to have one of those screens where I can see how to back up in a car because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so a lot of uh, people don't understand that it's acting as it you can receive. And so this this idea of Jesus giving us the authority to to speak what we want, to heal, to do all these things. I wasn't raised, I wasn't raised with that information in my, my Mm -hmm. fundamental religion upbringing. I love Jesus and I love God and I love the word, the word, (laughs) the word, the word we speak, right? So every word matters. Well, and I love also what you address too, because sometimes we might look at manifesting or bringing what we want into our lives, just like you mentioned in the secret. It's like, okay, if I just think I want this happening, then it's going to happen. And I think there's a little more to that. And you mentioned that it's not only what you think and what you say, but it's also how you're feeling it. And then of course, in our method, it's also that from that feeling, you're going to take certain actions in your life to make that happen. You know, if you're feeling hopeful, if you're feeling gratitude, that's going to produce different actions in your life to help things come into your life. And you mentioned earlier before the subconscious is hearing the information that you're giving it and your brain wants to make you truthful. It wants to make you accurate. So it says, oh, if she says she wants this car, but can't afford it, we, we need to make that true. So let's find all the things in our life that makes that true. Oh, we'll show her her bank account and show her, yep, you can't afford it. You're correct. Yep. You're, you're right. And then it closes us off as well to then seeing the possibility of how that can come into our lives. So I think that's so important to remember. And of course, to looking at our savior and how he was able to show us that ultimate example of how he brought things into life for those he was serving and loving. So when we have been programmed, and I will say that loosely, but as children, Mm -hmm. money doesn't grow on trees. All these, all these, um, colloquialisms, all these sayings that we take and took 
and and put back here in the blind spot of our brain and made up stories about it. I can't afford it. I don't have enough. I'm never, I, you know, there's not enough, you know, and so we put that all back there in our brain and our blind spot. And then we live our rest of our life with those. See, I told you, I, I don't mm-hmm. never have enough. I, yeah. I, you know, and I'll continue on that path mm-hmm. of realizing you made up these stories about things that you heard the filthy rich, right? That kind of thing. And something to consider on those words that we were told their money is amazing. We can't live without it, right? It's the love, the idleness of money Mm -hmm. that causes Mm -hmm. the issues. Yes. And so when I first heard that, I was like, money, she said, money is good. Money is really, really good from a pulpit. You know, I was like, yeah. Like, wait, and then she what? said, it, she it's say? really the love of yeah. money and the, when we start making it our idol. Yeah. Right? And when we're so, placing it above others and above anything else in our lives. Yeah. That's when it is just can be destructive. It's just a tool. Yeah. It's just a tool. And I'm going to just say this, there is no lack on our globe, on our planet. There is no lack. There is so much abundance. There is so much wealth. There's so much. And there's a distribution piece of it that that Mm -hmm. is the problem, right? So I I don't have my fair share yet. (laughs) So I'm still waiting, but there is no lack. And and just the more I get doesn't mean somebody else has gets less, right? you know? Mm-hmm. And so there it, it, we all rise and I can't, I can't give abundantly anonymous. I had a, I want to be anonymously abundantly generous. That's mm. a saying I had. I wanted to just give wherever I'm called to give. I want to just, you know, leave $10,000 under a windshield of somebody that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I want to be anonymously abundantly generous and I can't do that if I am limited in my mindset. And I've noticed this year, this is me, 69 years old, this year, I have begun taking action, spending money that I would normally go question Mm -hmm. a little bit and go, I probably can't afford to go to this retreat, or I can't afford to do this or whatever. And this year, I'm like, you know what, I need to be there. I'm going to go write the check, send the, I guess it's not a check anymore and, <laughs> and just do it. And I don't have less, I'm getting more. Some things are showing up. I'm getting paid back uh, things that I had loaned a long time. I mean, things are just showing up and I, I'm, I'm witnessing it firsthand. I'm witnessing my mindset in action. When I stop being fearful yeah. of spending because there is no lack. In fact, there is no lack. I'll just say this, that there's receiving your riches is a, is a book that was written in the, I mean, 19, early 1900s. And it's an amazing, I think that's what it's called. Waddles, Wallace D. Waddles. But it's amazing, small book about this, that the earth needs more water. It expands to bring more water. God has not limited us. And there's a lot of fear out there around some of that, but it's not, it's not necessarily true. So if you start practicing living in the abundance, and I don't mean irresponsible, right. But I mean, discernment is, is key. And, 
you know, gratitude is literally the secret to the secret. Yeah, because we're coming from a place of abundance already when we're in gratitude, because we're recognizing right now in our lives what we are already appreciating, kind of like our riches that we already have in our lives. And once we recognize that, I think it opens us up and expands us to then be able to handle (laughs) more abundance because, and you brought up a really great point about what we've been taught or programmed to think and feel about money. And sometimes we just take that right at face value. And some of it you can totally keep, you know, it's completely up to you to decide what you want to keep. But if you're looking at it and going, well, can we afford this? Is that true? Do I want to keep believing this? Do I want to believe that money's evil? Do I want to believe that there's lack in the world? Maybe that's not serving me as much. And when you, especially when you said there's no lack, it made me think of how money flows. The same dollar can be used over and over and over and over again to bless the lives of countless people because it's reused. It's a flow. It moves through our homes. It moves through our businesses. It moves to others. It comes back and flows to us. And so that's when you said there's no lack. I'm like, yeah, it's true because it's all flowing all the time. But I do want to give our our watchers and our listeners who tune in to give some maybe steps or tips or tools they can take with them if they're noticing, hey, I, I don't like what I'm speaking into existence now. What things can I do then to start shifting to bring in what I want? It, it is, like I said earlier, it's a muscle, it, you know, you, but be, awareness is the first. Huh. Do I really, am I really speaking my truth? Am I speaking what I want? Am I negating it by even a subconscious thought? If I'm really need a, a place to live, I really need a relationship. I really need. And if you're, if you're living in that, you sometimes it's, it's tricky sometimes to focus on, you know, what you're speaking, what you want, not what you don't want. But if you speak it as in, you know, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have Mm -hmm. it. You're kind of negating it still. I mean, I, I don't know how we can encourage you so much just to listen to what you say. And probably the first way to start doing that is listen to others and go, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I'll never be able to do that. You know, and those words matter. And they, they just, so I guess one of the first keys would be really just start listening to others. I mean, I almost cringe when somebody says, this this is, you know, that's killing me. I'm like, even in jest, a lot of times uh, somebody said yesterday, your thing, that little, my little mouse thing is killing me. And I was like, "Uh, no, cancel. It's, it's, no, it's not. (laughs) Don't speak it. You know, you want to speak life, not death, life, not death, life, not death. So just really having awareness, I think. And then, and then practicing every so often. And there's so many, so many positive meditations and affirmations that you can find sometimes. And some, I did a show went on one of my shows was like, questions are the answer. So really your brain is always asking questions or answering questions. It wants to answer questions. So instead of, I have all these affirmations, I've got this beautiful sheet of affirmations I've said over and over for years. I'm always on time. I'm always fully prepared. I'm always, and my brain is going, yeah, right. You're not always on time. That's, you know, you're lying to yourself. So if you change them 
to questions. Why am I always on time? Why is there no lack? Why am I uh, so healthy? Your brain is going to start answering that question or those questions in a more positive manner. And I, there's a lot of study done on that too. So questions are really the answer to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to all this. So another, instead of just affirmations, you, you shift them to why, why am I always on time? Why am I uh, so healthy? Why do I get where I want to go? Why am I attracting the right people? You know, whatever it is you're working towards and not the why me, not the, not the victim mm-hmm questions. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Take those out of your old vocabulary yep. for sure. <laughs> no, no victim questions, but like why me and why, why is it always complaining? That becomes a rut in your brain that the complaining rut and you know, people who have that and they can't seem to snap out of it. It's because it literally is a rut and they have, they would almost have to just really want to shift that before oh, that will will stay and then a lot of have people say well that's just reality you're you're not in reality and i'm like it's my reality my reality is oh, that i choose oh. i get to choose it's all choice my reality is i get to choose i get to be the light when i walk in the room consciously get to be the light and the love and the and the and the aura of energy that people are attracted to instead of repelled by. So it's, it's not just words. It's also your energies that comes from those words. Absolutely. And I love that you ask your brain, okay, well, why is this something I'm able to do? I I was also going to ask you too about, would you also ask yourself, how can I create this abundance? You know, give your brain a problem to work on in the positive. Mm -hmm. And I love that because then it gives you something concrete to be like, okay, well, I don't want to think I can't afford it, but how can I afford it? Why am I able to pay all my bills? You know, and I think that puts us on a path to then create more of what we want in our lives and just shifting that perspective. And I think that's so beautiful. And it works. I mean, we're surrounded, we're very busy. We're very engaged, right? We're very busy, but are we having fun? We're very, (laughs) you know, we're very entertained, but are, and by the way, you can always tell someone's values. This is a trick to telling what people's values are. And it used to say checkbook and calendar. Well, nobody has a checkbook anymore. So it's like, (laughs) but your bank account and, you know, what are you spending your time and your money on? And if, if you've noticed that that's all, a whole big chunk of it is about entertainment, then that's your highest value. And it might be worth taking a look at and going, hmm. And when I say entertainment, it's movies or games or, you know, food at restaurants or, you know, all of those things combined. I feel like there's been a shift in needs and wants in our, in our world. (laughs) Needs and wants are kind of gotten backwards. You know, we, we, we got all our, wants our nails and our purses and our hair and our, you know, eyelashes, all those things, but somebody else needs to provide food, clothing, and shelter. So somehow or another, the balance has tipped to where a lot of us are not taking as much responsibility for the financial side of our life. Yeah. And what, what do you pay first? You know, and often yeah. there's not enough money for the, for the rent because 
but that was such a good deal on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? It's an awareness thing too. And I I think that's really important that you point out is that you're saying, okay, well, where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your money and gaining that awareness of, oh, is that really what I want to make priority in my life? Is that creating the life that I want? Do I want more entertainment, but then not have a place to live? That's so important to to look at and just be aware of and then decide, hey, what do I want? What do I want to create? Um, I just noticed the time. I can't believe we're already out of time. I've had so much fun just chatting with you, Charla. And, it always goes um, so fast. I it does. You. It goes so, <laughs> so quick. And I'm like, oh, I just want to keep talking. But I do want to have our listeners know where they can find you to talk more with you, to learn from you. I'm all over the place on social media. Everything, not everything is Charla Anderson, but my website, charlaanderson.com is a place. It's an evolving website, but my my shows are coming out and rolling out twice a week now as podcasts until we catch up. So um, that's fun. And uh, the website will direct you to the show and it'll direct you to other things that will be going on as well. charlaanderson.com, C-H-A-R-L-A, anderson.com. Awesome, hon. Well, thank you so much for being on today. You are such a delight. And I know that you're going to be a resource for good. And thank you so much for for being here. I'm so grateful that you included me and it's been fun. I love talking to you. I could do it all day. Yes. Love it. Awesome, hon. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.